Hey everybody, just wanted to jump on and let you know that the Exalted 3rd Edition Dragonblooded Kickstarter for the book titled What Fire Hath Wrought uh, is live now. Um, this is a book I worked on. Uh, it has already blitzed past its goal, but any more contributions you're willing to offer will possibly get me more work. That would be great. Um, the link to the Kickstarter will go up with our next episode and is also on our How to Give Us Money page. So hey, if you want to go check that out, that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Okay, so you, do you hear me? You hear me good? I, got I can some, hear you. Can got you, you good hang sound. on. Can you can you hear this? Is that the sound of you opening a lacroix? <sighs> no, I've I've jumped ship. It's a boobly. A boobly. It's a Pepsi product, which I'm not too pleased with. But I couldn't find any key lime lacroix, and I was like, well, this is a little. I guess it's Lacroix. <laughs> I don't want to say Lacroix. <laughs> it's a lacroix. Lacroix. So I found some boobly. Some boobly. It's an orange orange boobly. <laughs> it's it's boobly it's terrible. Is it's 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 heavily marketed to millennials. Like it's the the U is like a little smile, okay. and then the back there's like a little face with a tongue sticking out, and then the little pull tab is a is a bright orange, and it says, "Yo." <laughs> I hate it. It may as well it may as well say like hashtag YOLO on it oh or my something. God. Um, I saw it next to the Le Croix at, <laughs> at my friendly local grocery store. Yeah. Um, and I just regarded it and it kept going. It was just sort of like, oh, that's... Yeah, it, it's it's a huge thing. Le Croix, like, I was reading all about the history of Le Croix and how, like... The, so, the you know, the logo, the crazy, like, Dixie Cup-looking 80s logo that's yeah. hideous? And that's a recent thing. Like, it came out... Like, they came with, out with that in, like, 2002 or something. Huh. And, it, and they had, like, these this selection of these beautiful, like, modern, very clean logos. But the one that tested the best with their focus groups was this awful, like, 80s mom logo. <laughs> so that's what they went with. Ha! Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's like this huge, like homegrown, like it's its own thing. It's not owned by one of the big, one of the big soda companies. So I, I regard Boobly with suspicion because you know, fuck the corporations. I mean, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. So enjoy your Boobly. I <laughs> so guess. give up. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I try to do this one ethical thing, but but my pants were made by children in China, so. Yeah, I don't know how to make my own pants. Right, like, I mean, I'm doing I do, my best, but it's a lot of work. I'm doing my best over here. I mean, I do know how to make my own pants, um, but denim is expensive. I don't own a serger, so if I did a regular stitch, they might fall apart. Pant pockets mm -hmm. are really fucking mm -hmm. hard and fuck yeah. zippers. So yeah. <sighs> I'll just buy them on Amazon. I know Jeff Bezos has all the money, and he doesn't need my money either. <sighs> and like, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Uh, everything is impermanent. We're all going to die. That's the zen of that's the zen of the world we live in. That's terrible, though. <laughs> like I'm trying not to think of that as like a so go ahead and give up kind of a state. It's supposed to be like a rallying, like this is awful. We need to do something, but it ends up being like a comforting, like fuck. I, there's nothing I can do. Right. Like, I live in I live in a suburb of Kansas City. Right. Like I'm sometimes not gonna... I have to go to Walmart. Sometimes yeah. I have to. Like. 
because I need to be able to afford like to own my house and feed my kids. Yeah. So sometimes I gotta go to Walmart, and it really and I can't like look anybody in the eye. Like I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I'm doing this. Hi. Henry I know just, that I'm the problem right Henry now. Just I'm sorry. In. Are you are you gonna spectate? Because I'd prefer that you didn't. Okay. Oh, the problem with. Uh-oh. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with drinking the boobly is oh, oh yeah no. that's, there's the problem with the boobly why is it he, Henry says hi hey Henry she says hey Henry get your own podcast she says get your own podcast I was not trying to <laughs> I was not trying to backseat podcast or anything you, you weren't she just said that on her own yeah just very rude mm-hmm. alright yes, I am where did my cook at he said you're not invited to his cookout. Okay, all right. So I have a goblet full of um, blackberry wine. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's Polish and it's highly alcoholic. So let's do oh this. Oh my god! So we got it. Like we're on a time crunch here. Well, I haven't started drinking, and I just took that. You're gonna, that wet you're sound gonna... was me sipping the first sip. That was the inaugural <laughs> sip. Ugh, <laughs> that wet smack. Between you going <laughs> and me just like doing my boobly burps over here, this is gonna be a very like sensory <laughs> episode. It's gonna be a wet, a wet. We need to have like a, a misophonia trigger warning at the beginning. Like we're so sorry, we're both yeah. drinking really gross things. Yeah, we're drinking real gross. This is the wet episode. Episode. Oh God. <laughs> it's not episode three. Episode sixty-nine. Uh, the wet episode. The wet episode. <laughs> That plays in well with my ASMR bit from earlier. Hi, this is welcome to our very special ASMR episode of Bonus Experience, where I'm going to be rolling some dice and making some pencil scratches on this paper. Let me know if you can. Okay, I can't keep that All up. Right, where are you? That's hard work. <laughs> where, where am I? I was waiting for you to be done. <laughs> you were just like, mm, just let her, just let her get it out. <laughs> I was actually. What are we doing to today? see if I had a pencil to make pencil scratches at the right? Oh, to make little. Yeah, yeah. My favorite. Um, I have before I broke my Wacom pen. The I I have my favorite Wacom pen nib is the one that makes it feel like it's pencil on paper, like it's all rough and gritty. Nice. So when you make marks on the tablet, you hear like the. Yeah, it's very good. Except it does sound very good. All right, we're not talking about ASMR. We are not. We are going to go back to our topic on. You're going to have to trust me. Yeah, we have to redo this one because something Margaret Margaret dumped boobly all over the keyboard. And we lost, lost it. Margaret lost the file. Uh, <laughs> it it got eaten by the computer gremlins. Oh, we didn't even do our intro though. Uh, we didn't. Uh, so I guess we can use this bit for our beginning about we're we're boobly experience <laughs> a podcast with a deeper look at the at the experience of sparkling water and the finer details of how to pronounce Lacroix. <laughs> Actually, we're 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 bonus experience, uh, which is a podcast with a deeper look at the play experience and the finer details of running and writing games. I'm Monica. I'm Ray, and we swear, die mad about it. Die mad about die it. Die furious about it. We D- have like a heart attack in the middle of your angry tweet. Yeah, because we and don't care. No, I yeah. We don't care that you're mad. That's probably be really good like publicity. Somebody died because they were mad about it. Like, they, yeah. they actually took our directions, and we'd be like, see, we said so. Somebody, somebody an informative followed. advice podcast. Yeah, informative, yeah. <laughs> Look, they followed through.
Anyway, they died, what are they we... died mad about it. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. okay. Right. We're, like, all out of order here. So we're talking about <laughs> player engagement, <laughs> which we're having trouble with podcast host engagement right now. I think our engagement about... is fantastic. You and I are very engaged with each other, just not with the topic. Just not with the topic. <laughs> no. We're talking about building player engagement and trust. And trust. Trust is very important. Trust is key to running a good game. Yeah, you know, the uh, the player that never looks up from their phone, even when it's their turn, that's an engagement problem. They're not engaged with your game. Trust is obviously pretty important to these games. you got to trust that the GM isn't going to dick you over and then you won't have any fun. You have to trust that the players won't run roughshod over the intended play experience and then you won't have any fun. So there, there's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of, you know, it's a, it's a conversation about expectations. Yes, that, um, that's good. That's a good point. I just was like, yes, so, enthusiastically. <laughs> good, yes, good, yes. very good. Yes. So how do you pr- improve engagement? How, how do you work on this like nebulous concept of engagement? Well, you could use built-in system tools. You have a great point here on our outline about Popcorn Initiative. Yeah, I like to use Popcorn Initiative, which is um, the system where, you know, whatever player, whoever's turn it is, they get to decide who's next in the initiative and that could be another player or an npc and and i like to use that because then not only do we not have to keep track of initiative um but i think when i have to adjust my mic i can hear myself blowing into it i think when <laughs> then i heard it blow into it again how about i go up here can you hear me <laughs> you're just fine Margaret, this is going to be real hell for you, Margaret. <laughs> I, I think when <laughs> I, I think when initiative is unexpected, the player has to pay more attention because they could be next. And if you're setting up like a really cool combo move, you got to know what you're building off of and all that. Um, I've seen other tools that make initiative like wholly undercover like you count down until you reach someone's number or what like the random playing card that they drew. Um, I know that this is in um the dungeon master's guide in uh D fifth edition and there's like a really and i i still don't remember what it's called but it's this really cool like it's got like speed factor and it looks really complicated and i haven't had a chance to use it yet but it's one of those things that's like on my wish list of things to try out yeah so um on the subject of popcorn initiative uh cam banks who's one of the guys who created it uh actually hates it when you call it that oh no what am i supposed to i call don't know it? what you're supposed to call it um, oh fuck yeah! But like, I don't, but like I, I've seen him in person name. I hate that get name. visibly annoyed <laughs> when someone refers to it as popcorn initiative. I'm and sorry, you're gonna have to give me an uh, like an so like a f- fucking another option. There is here. another name for it. I just don't remember. Oh but okay. I just also wanted to <laughs> brag about the fact that I've seen someone purposefully annoy Cam Banks in person <laughs> by repeatedly referring to it as popcorn initiative. I'm gonna call it Lacroix initiative. Okay, call it Lacroix initiative. So, um, yeah, I've used a lot of different initiative tools in the past, and personally, I really don't give a fuck if you're checking Facebook, but when it's not your turn, um, because I have a pretty big player group, and sometimes there's, like, six people in the game, um, that's, I don't usually go above seven, but just six people's a lot, and sometimes somebody gets the spotlight for a while, and, like, if you want to answer a text or play around play a game or whatever, just turn the fucking sound off first off, fine, but be ready to go. You best be paying attention when the last person ahead of you goes so you can jump right into the action when it's time. And I will call your ass out if you don't. Um, (laughs) Disclaimer, I'm actually pretty nice about this unless you've been a jerk to me first or unless this is a really 
terrible repeat pattern of behavior. I mean, I also say this because that's me sometimes. I'm the person who's like, well, uh, <laughs> Twitter. Huh? What? Am I turn? What? No, I mean, like, the person who's checking their phone. Um, yeah. And that that's, I have an aggressive need to fidget, which is a direct result of my brain not working, thanks ADHD. Um, and unless you really want me, like, kicking at my eyebrow or tapping my pen or, like, having a restless leg syndrome or getting up and moving around through everyone else's turn, I'll just check Facebook, okay? <laughs> um, I'm also fine if people want to doodle or knit or build a thing like your one player has. Uh, those things are okay. Like, it is okay to let your brain be idle, but also sort of a little bit active, like play with a fidget spinner or whatever. Just just be ready when it's time to go and try not to disrupt other people. Mm -hmm. um, I think that sort of thing is really only a problem when it becomes disruptive. Uh, I don't, like, I see a lot of people get, be like, put your phones away, don't do the thing, but like, that's fine. Just be ready to go and try not to disrupt other people's enjoyment. So like, don't play a play a tappy game on your phone with the sound on and this this can be hard to keep track of like like it's it's hard enough in a real life game but if you're say playing online you have no way of knowing if right. you've lost engagement other than hmm it's been a while since they yeah or is this wrote a thing is this person a slow typer or are they afk i i have a, a very dear friend of mine who has played in now like a couple of games with me online who will just straight up just get up and walk away from the computer <laughs> it's kind of infuriating yeah. but because we've known each other for so long i can text her and be like hey stupid it's your turn <laughs> and and i've and i've i've just straight up skipped her before like i'm sorry i like six other people are waiting on you man we got to keep this rolling yeah, and online games don't move quickly either yeah just just on on a base level yeah. they're not moving that no, quickly. they're not moving that quickly we could do a whole show on oh, online games yeah we should is that yeah, on our list we should. we should add that in there. i think it might be so okay. we've got a couple of different ways we can use like the actual like system tools but there's also ways you can use narrative to engage people obviously you want them to engage with your story with what's actually going on beyond like the rolling dice part um i've had some like shy guys who didn't really know how to roleplay their dude and didn't they felt really uncomfortable like getting their feet wet with the roleplaying um, and it's kind of small but I like to spring like pertinent or leading questions on players and then build off of what they say um, if they if they want to be at your table they'll do their best to answer you know social anxieties aside and I try to be really like conscious of that because you know I have social anxiety I know where that I know what that feels like. I know where that comes from. But I try to, you know, you you know, if I notice like, oh, Ken hasn't been talking a whole lot, I'll turn to him and be like, so what does your character think about this? He doesn't necessarily have to like go through it in character, but I still want to kind of get him like thinking about it and getting involved. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, also being a person who wrestles significantly with social anxiety, um, part of that is making that person feel safe to answer that question. Mm -hmm. You don't want that person to feel ridiculed or criticized for whatever they do. Um, and I try to, if someone's anxious about providing an answer when you put someone on the spot, I try to provide immediate praise for it, even if it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or even give them options like, is it is it like right. this or do you think it's more like this? So then they don't have to feel right. the pressure of coming up with something on the fly. Right, you give them some, some notes that are kind. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, and actually, this is one of the things that um, Powered by the Apocalypse codifies as rules for GMing. Um, it's one of the many reasons why I highly recommend it for people who want to know where to begin running games. I, I've been playing Powered by Apocalypse more and more, but I love the, the, the different versions of the, of the move that are, you know, state action that demands response, followed by what do you do? And that's such an important 
question, not just to, to, to push the narrative forward, obviously, but to remind characters, like, you have to be reacting to this. You have to be, what do you do? Like, and it, and it kind of, it's helped me in, in spots where in previous to getting my feet wet with powered by the apocalypse, I would just state what was going on and describe the scene and then kind of look at my players and wait for somebody to do something or say something. But now it just, I could, I do the exact same thing, but I follow it with, what do you do? And suddenly it's, Oh, um, and they actually, they, they move into action really quickly. It's, it's a real power move is what I'm saying. I mean, I guess under the building trust thing, we'll talk more about how being a GM is, is really a position of authority. Mm -hmm. But on the subject of people who won't get their feet wet, um, I've had success in the past saying things that just sort of admit, look, yes, it's silly. I know it's silly. You know it's silly. So we're all doing this together, which goes back to my point a little bit earlier about wanting to make someone feel safe, especially if they're anxious. Um, and if people, some people like respond to a, a more gentle thing, like, look, no, it's, it's, it's goofy. We're all pretending to be elves here. It's fine. <laughs> that we that guy's playing like elves. a lizard man from the sewer who runs an underground clinic. <laughs> we're all being dorks. Right. Yeah, we are we are all being dorks. It's okay. Like you're not any more or less of a dork than the rest of us here. We are I mean, my group at least, we are in private at somebody's house. Um, maybe it's a little different if you're at a game store, but if you're playing D D at a game store, come on, nobody's gonna look at you funny yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like like the places you would be playing D D, it's not like you're playing it mm. There goes a woo, that's I didn't have any boobly. You shared that with me. <laughs> <laughs> this wine isn't fizzy, what the fuck? Um, so it's not like you're playing it like as performance art on the street. Uh, you're usually in a pretty safe space. But if I have someone who responds better to more tough love, I may even say, hey, get over yourself. Um, and if they won't, the, the implication is usually enough. Um, I just would like to point out that I often have way more self-confidence as a GM than I do in any other aspect of my life, given that I'm willing to be a little bit confrontational when I'm in that position of authority. <laughs> I mean, I've also been able to rope people into engaging with my story, um, but giving them someone to love. Honestly, the single most effective thing I have ever done to get someone to do something in a game is to introduce a character who's theirs. Um, an NPC, that is, obviously. And obviously, like, I'm giving them a person to keep. But, like, a lover, a best friend, a rival who always turns up at just the wrong moment. Um, a very uh, adorable pet. Um, I don't think I've ever, ever had to bait you into a plotline with a, with a partner. No, I sort of just find them on my own. You do. You collect. You're sort of more of a me. You collect them. I'm always like cool uh, NPC. You, I take. Yeah, mine. <laughs> Henry can almost always be roped in with uh, a critter. Yeah, he's a critter guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a critter guy. Um, uh, especially if we're in person, and especially if it involves me making weird noises. <laughs> he's got specific needs. He does have specific needs. Uh, I do make some pretty fantastic creature noises <laughs> but but the second half of this is building trust yeah okay we're building trust we are building trust so so next part of this is is building trust with your players um there's for me there's like a fine line between uh surprising your player and then dicking them over um which uh, that line is is all 
trust. Um, it's about what they really gain from that experience, from the surprise that you have planned for them. And if what they gained is nothing, then you didn't actually surprise them. You just dicked them over. Yeah, in, in that vein, all things must move forward. Um, and sometimes someone will say, surprise me. And sometimes that person is your co-host on a podcast. <laughs> um, and you will surprise them in a way they don't like, which has never happened with you. But I don't um, think so, no. <laughs> no. Um, but if you do screw up, remember that this is an ephemeral thing. Um, as role players, we are both the audience and the author. Um, you can totally take a redo. Uh, this is this idea of like, no, we can just do it over. If you didn't like it, we can just do it over. Um, is an idea I'm working on. Yeah, I mean, we talk about narrative a lot, but this isn't this isn't like a TV show where you no. nope, sorry, continuity. Yeah. If if something if somebody's like, wait, I didn't like how that played out, can and everyone at the table's like, yeah, that was fucked up. And you, oh shit, you know what? Yeah, why don't we why don't we try that again? Why don't we why don't we, you know, call a, a second take on that scene and 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 move on from there? Um, but as far as um, concrete tips I have on like letting your players trust you enough that they're cool with you surprising them, um, don't take away stuff they've purchased at character generation um, unless you know. Unless you have something really worth it in exchange and and you guys are on the same page for like, oh yeah, I bought this, but I'm cool with, you know, losing it through story or getting something else. Um, and I don't necessarily mean like a one-for-one gear-for-gear kind of thing, but maybe it's a really cool character arc if the fighter's like rusty heirloom sword finally breaks and now she's got to learn to like go over past and move on. Um, your Your player could get a really cool like just a really cool moment for their character in exchange. I mean, so building on that, you absolutely can do all of these things. Take away their stuff, break their things, kill their NPCs, but you must do it with their express permission. Be transparent about how and why you think this would happen and let them decide if they want to accept this as a moment for character growth. Hi, dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's a jerk. It's okay. <laughs> it's Beanie. He's got thoughts. <laughs> Be transparent about how and why you think this would happen and let them decide if they want to accept this as a moment for character growth. That dog is going to continue. With He's going to, yeah, yep, yep, just pretend like it's yep. not happening. Okay. Margaret right, will get cool. it in post. <laughs> well, we'll do our best. Um, do not dodge critical questions either, like what penalties will I take for this? Or how many sessions do I have to wait for a replacement? Etc. And if you don't know, pull it out of your butt and be honest. Yeah. Like, stick with it. If you're like, ah, two sessions, don't make it three, don't make it five keep it to two write it write it down if you got it when, when in doubt just ask your players is like probably one of the golden rules of all gming like it's oh like i understand it's like no i have a surprise for them and i want to make sure that they don't see it coming but if you really aren't sure if they're gonna be down with what you're doing you should just ask man like it's all about having fun here um the other the other thing i recommend for um trying to get your character or trying to get your players to build trust in in your game and in, in your narrative um I'll let them win a couple of just ridiculous victories to get their confidence up like you know I'll let them do a couple of things they really want to do that you hadn't planned for even if it tosses out something you made or wrote um I follow a bunch of game developers on Twitter and now I don't remember who it was but they had like this great thing about like if you've come up with this 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 huge arc for how they're getting from point A to point B and it's got all these fights and you've got all these puzzles and then in the first session they ask hey doesn't point B have like a train going straight from here to point B you'd be like oh 
shit it sure does and you throw everything out because your player came up with something that you can't just like no it's my story like you gotta let them do what they want to do if you're shoving them back onto your pre-prepared manicured path so often that they start to notice and take umbrage then you've done the bad kind of railroading oh we're gonna talk about the art of railroading though yeah Mm mm-hmm I love to tell players things I didn't use um, because a potential plot has changed, just like you were talking about um, the whole like, oh shit, it sure does for all these things because you bypass them. <laughs> Though, as we talked about, I think in our uh, GMing 101, I don't ever completely throw those things away unless they're too far past. Like I try to, they're, they're still tent poles. They can still prop the tent up elsewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I have anything I can salvage, I salvage it and anything that doesn't make sense anymore gets tossed. Yeah, just because um, they and... ended up taking the train from point A to point B, that doesn't mean that the dragon you wanted them to fight before wouldn't like attack the train. Like, oh, you still got your dragon fight. Of course. Yeah. Um, or like, if they bypass the, the place where they were supposed to get off, whatever, just move it down a couple stops. It's fine. Um, but we'll get into that later. Um, I love to tell people the stuff that I got rid of because they moved past it to such to the point that it, I could no longer use it as a tent pole. And I love to do this after the campaign is over. And I call this the cutting room floor. Um, since my prep is always sketching out several concepts that may or may not get used. Um, and then I use my players' choices and reactions to build on them. As I literally just said, these concepts can be always be slotted in later or abandoned if it wouldn't make any sense. And when they get abandoned, they go to the cutting room floor. And I like can confirm that this is another great way to because I I love hearing about like oh well if you guys had chose door number two this would have because I feel like I'm getting like like I get I'm getting confirmation that I like actually have agency in your game when you're telling me stuff like this like oh what oh we missed out on on this or oh we just barely dodged that like that i like learning about that stuff yeah i think i've done at least one cutting room floor with you have you i i I don't know i don't know if you've ever have you ever been in a game with me that finished um because the two i can think of metro and fridays didn't finish yeah no i don't think so oh i'm i'm sorry you've never gotten to experience the cutting room floor damn yeah damn yeah, we'll have to we'll have to fix that. Yeah, maybe you should run some more games later. Uh, yeah, maybe just, I'll just scrounge up another twenty four hours. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, what about this? Trust goes both ways. So, what about trusting your players? I mean, I don't know, man. What about trusting the player? I don't trust <laughs> them at all. I, I mean, for me, everyone gets a chance to prove they're not an opportunistic munchkin. Um, just because you've got one doesn't mean if you have a just because you've got one opportunistic munchkin doesn't mean you've got to treat all your players that way or treat them all the same Um, that sounds like it might be another topic Um, beyond that let go of a little control and let your players come up with something cool when you pitch a hook yeah your players your players are probably cool I mean, you invited them to this game, unless you're doing like, you know, some rando convention game where you found your guys on Craigslist, you know, you may not know a lot about them, but if you play with friends, like, they're probably pretty cool. Like, let probably. them come up with the stuff. They are, if if you're playing with friends, they're at least people you chose to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't get into GMing as a position of authority. Oh, well, that goes oh. on the list, I think. Yeah, it does, but it is. How to be a benevolent dictator over your game. Yeah, I mean, mean, we may get into that, I think, in the art of railroading. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a thought that's in my brain, and I don't know if it's in any of the content we've already recorded. (laughs) 
We'll we'll get Whatever. familiar with our with our backlog here pretty soon. Uh oh. Yeah. Wow. Boobly. <laughs> Hang on, let me refill. Okay. <sighs> okay. Well. I guess that's it. You got anything else? I don't know. Maybe Boobly can sponsor us later. Yeah. Boobly I'll just send in a tape of my like Boobly all belches. Of Ray's, <laughs> all of Ray's belches brought to you by Boobly. Brab. A Pepsi, a Pepsi product. A Pepsi product. <laughs> Pepsi for life. I like it when you tell everybody to get out. Oh, I do. Okay. Everybody get out. Just get out. Uh, all right. All right. Everybody get out. Okay. Change it if you want to. <laughs> Just fucking change it if you want to. What is it going to be? Uh, well, I what like ep- both. We're on like episode like 20 and we're still like, what's our sign off? I like both. Do we even yeah, have like to it, do like, the... Like, I like if we do a bit where you're like, everybody get out. Everybody get go, out. Change it if you want to. And then, and then we do our where to find us <laughs> on the internet. Um, do we have to do the yeah. where we find... Yeah, we should do the where to find Wait, us. Is huh? the where... Because is it in our outro? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Margaret will fix it. Okay. <laughs> this is all, it's all jazz, baby. It's all about the Twitter the Twitter handles that you don't plug. Oh, right. Well, because we usually sign off where we can find us. So where can we find us? We can find us okay. at bonusexpcast.wordpress.com. We also have bonusexpcast Twitter, which is great. And if you want, you can email us at bonusexpcast at gmail.com. I don't know. You can send us just email questions. us, you know, yeah, questions or yeah. If you want, if you're having tell me about your, your game, tell me about your your character, or if you're like, hey, I came up with this cool custom thing for my game. Like, we'll talk about it. I don't know. Will we talk about it? Sure, sure. We'll we'll, we'll read listener mail. Yeah, um, yeah. We want to hear about your characters. We want to hear about your campaign. Um, we want to help you if you're struggling. Um, yeah, we do understand that we are on a weird rotating schedule. We record a whole lot of content ahead of time, so don't get disheartened if we don't read it right away. We probably read it right away, and it just didn't come out yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, We've got quite hey, the backlog look, right now. We do have quite the backlog. If you have an advanced design question, send it to us. If you'd like yeah. to see what we would, do, how we would house rule something, send it to us. If you've got yeah. a cool house rule for a system that we've talked about enjoying, send it to us. Yeah. Um, we welcome your polite shit. and engaged feedback. Yes. We welcome your polite and engaged feedback. Thanks, Cameron Esposito, for that verbiage. Uh, I'm at Zenith Sun on Twitter if you want to follow me directly. I'm at Ray underscore Cole if you want to follow me directly. Uh, yeah. And we, we have our own like personal, like professional things getting buck wild. Yeah. I, I can probably say this because I bet it's happened by now. Sure, by the time this comes out, I'm I'm represented by a literary agency now. <laughs> How how's that for real life? I'm Sweet like eyes. a real fiction author now. I've got an agent. I should be having fiction published in Weird's monthly magazine chronicles. Hell yeah! I don't, I don't know if it will be released by the time this episode comes out. Um, because my final draft is due on the 4th, which is my birthday. Oh. Um, so uh, I think it's the end of the month. End of April is when that's supposed to come out. I don't know when this episode will be released. Um, so it may or may not. But there will be a link on our website to download it. Um, and I just signed on to two more kickstarted, like, uh, stretch goal kickstarted books. 
and I'm not sure. I think I think I can talk about what which ones they are because they were from the Kickstarter. So I'm going to be working yeah, on yeah. The, the Eon expansion yeah. and Dark Eras too. Yeah. Um, and probably Exalted the Lunars. Oh whatever. shit! Yeah. Oh, Red, Red of Fang and Claw, or whatever the fuck the third edition. Title is gonna be. <laughs> Lunars, the lunar inning. The the, the moon inning. Lunars, damn it, moon moon. <laughs> Lunars. <laughs> It's going to be better, we promise. Promise, yeah. This yes. will be a viable character choice, we promise. We promise. You promise? We we will change it if we want to. Change it if you want to. No, for real, get out. Thanks for listening. Bonus Experience is filmed live before a fictional studio audience in Sigil. We are written and produced by Monica and Ray. Our theme song is Reuse Noise with the Light by CDK and is used under the Attribution Non-Commercial Creative Commons license. Our logo and art is done by Nino Studios. Check her out at Nino, that's N-E-N-O, Studios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and see you in the next episode.